Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to this week's Geek Town Radio. It's episode 20... Try that again. It's episode 67. I'm Dave and this is Ross. Hello. Hello. Hello, episode 2067. (laughs) How you doing? It's the future future now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm good. I'm real good, Dave. Thank you. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Still uh, still reeling from Comic-Con, are you? Yes. Yeah. No, that was really good fun. Just, Just, you know, huge 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 event um and lots of people dressed up in costume and you know got to, to got to talk to lots of interesting people and i intend know. to be one of those people dressed up in costume in november is it november or october september uh, Some, sometime uh, the birmingham one. Oh, the birmingham one's in november i think right right well whenever that is there's a september one in london i think it's I september intend, october I, I intend to be one of those losers <laughs> nothing wrong with dressing up in costume no, the, no, they're good guys. Yeah, no, it's uh, I've I've done it a few times. It's good fun. Of course, yes. <laughs> so yeah, no, because naturally, if, if anyone recognised you as as Dave, the mayor of Geek Town, yeah, yeah. you would be flooded with yeah, people, just, just mobbed by people. <laughs> it is, be careful, man. It is be quite, careful. It is quite nice. I am actually when I'm going to those sort of events, I you know, and they you know, I'm talking to people, and they're they're sort of like, oh, so what do you do? And like we could talk, and they go, oh yeah, I've heard of that site. I'm actually getting oh, that a lot more now. So you know, that's, that's a good great. sign. <laughs> That is a good sign. So, um, so yeah. Um, what have you been up to? What have you been watching? It's been a long month. It's been a long month. Uh, we watched. We've been on Netflix. I've been on Netflix a lot. Grace and Frankie came back. Watched all of Grace and Frankie. Oh yeah. Uh, we're now, we're now watching Kimmy Schmidt. Second season of Kimmy Schmidt's really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been good. And things have been finishing very recently. So, uh, Modern Family finished yesterday. Uh, the Muppets finished. I'm pretty sure a few weeks ago. Yeah, the Muppets um, finished. Finished as well. Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine finished a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's been crazy. How much? How much time I've now got on my hands? Yeah. The Simpsons. The Simpsons finished. Yeah, I'm still watching The Simpsons. That's right. <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm the one percent. <laughs> the one guy that I I've kind of given up with The Simpsons just because I'm never sure when when like we, there's so much of it on. There's always That's an true. episode of The Simpsons on. So, but I like that. I like that because you can't lose. Like no. you'll never like it'll never be like oh The Simpsons is on. Yeah. Because The Simpsons is always on. It's Sky One. It's like it's Friends. Always, it's, uh, like, yeah. it's like if, if Friends was like three times as long. Yeah. Yeah. No, you always find an episode of Friends somewhere exactly. on the network. So yeah, what else? Uh, we watched some films. We watched uh, the new X-Men film. What did you think? I really liked it. I know. I understand why if you weren't 
big into X-Men, you could find a lot of flaws with it. But I am big into X-Men, so I, I loved it a lot. I found a lot to love. Uh, yeah, maybe rose-tinted spectacles on that one there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I bought and played The Witcher, finished The Witcher, bought the DLC. I'm that into it. Cool. It's great. It's really, really good. Uh, bought Overwatch, started playing Overwatch. That's good too. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, that's it. I think that's been my life. It's been good. Yeah. I've not well, not got around to Overwatch yet. Do it. Do, 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 do. Yeah. I I'm, will have to pick up a copy of that. I'm trying to get through the, the rest of uh, the Nathan Drake collection. I, I, you know, I picked that up in between finishing The Witcher and uh, buying Overwatch and The Witcher DLC. I was like, oh, I'll try to get through that. And it didn't, it didn't take long. To, uh, it didn't take long to decide that it wasn't, uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to commit to that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I, I'm doing, um, I'm on the third one in the Nathan oh, Drake wow. collection. Um, so, cause I'm playing, I'm playing through each of them and then I've got the fourth one, which I think is the only one that was actually designed for, um, for PS4. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. the others are all like converts from like, um, yes, remastered yeah. versions for PS3. So, um, so I'm interested to see what the, the other one is, is like, and then I've got Ooh. Tomb Raider to play through as well, which I haven't Ooh, yet. You'll enjoy that. So I'm, um, yeah, I love the first one. The first one. I've really heard, heard some very good things about that Tomb Raider. Yeah. So I've, I've got games lined up now that I have TV out the way because as you pointed out every single thing he's finishing <laughs> it's like Game of, Game of Thrones doesn't even have long does it is no. there like four left or something uh, was it seven is it episode seven next week I can't remember so it's only three or four left uh, okay, and yeah. they have said that the next season is possibly only going to be seven or eight episodes oh my god what so, is that yeah as long as they're all two hours long that's okay yeah that's fine as long as they're I'll all longer episodes that. So that, that will be this series of Game of Thrones has turned me into a convert a little bit I watched the first few and they were okay and then I watched last season I was like yeah I don't know it, was, it wasn't very good it, and then I watched now I watched this season I'm in I'm in there that's yeah. it no, it it has been really good this season. It really, really solid. Um, as I think I said last week, it's amazing what you can get away with now you're not restricted yeah. by George R. R. Martin's books. Yeah, it feels um, quicker. I don't know how, but yeah. it feels... Which, given that it's not tied to the books, is probably why. Yeah. There's a lot more going on. There's, there's better cliffhanger sort of things to end on. And, you know... Um, there's, there just seems to be an awful lot more to it this season. It was a bit yeah, slow definitely. last season. I mean, it's a great show anyway, but it was a little bit slow last season. But, but this season's just been phenomenal. Like it feels worth episode. it now. Yeah, yeah, really good. So, um, so I've been watching, obviously, Game of Thrones, um, Gotham. Uh, which is again that's also coming to a close I've stopped watching Gotham ah. for, for shame I've stopped watching it we just uh, I just you know when you you watch something and then it just like peters off and you stop yeah oh man <laughs> what was that that was bubbles that was that was, that was noise please ignore <laughs> <laughs> okay um yeah no I've I've um no I've stuck with it it's it's been good um I, it's been kind of interesting because they've introduced Hugo Strange and like yeah he's, yeah he's, I was on at that point <laughs> yeah he's and he's just kind of creating villain after villain at the moment 
Right. She's they're using it. She, you know how, um, not that you watch Flash and Arrow, but now the whole concept of Flash was they had that um, big explosion and it created loads of kind of metahumans. Yeah, yeah. They're almost using Hugo Strange a bit like that. So yeah. so it's a good good way of churning out a villain of the week, you know. Is that, is that a good way, Dave, or is that a bad way? Well, is that, it's, is that... it's maybe possibly a slightly lazy way of churning out villains of the week, but but it works, you know. Um, they they uh, they they're not kind of overdoing it they've introduced the court of owls though ah nice so uh they've just brought in the court of owls as being kind of the big big kind of bad behind everything which makes sense because they sort of would have been in that time so uh so i think that's that's really good i'm i'm looking forward to them expanding that they only appeared this week so um I don't know whether people would actually realise that they're the Court of Owls because they're not actually mentioned, but they blatantly are the Court of Owls. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and and the whole whole rebirth project that's Mm. running through from Hugo Strange is obviously funded by the Court of Owls because they're trying to rebirth the talents. Obviously. That's where, if you know the comic books, that's where it's going by the sense of it. Yeah. Are you reading those, the rebirths? I haven't gotten to the rebirths yet. No. Um, I'm still working through some of the um, trades of the um, uh, 52 stuff still. So I haven't quite got to rebirth yet. Um, have right. you read any of those yet? No, I was going to. I've got, um, you know, I've got Marvel Unlimited and I've got all the Marvel comics. Oh, like yeah. I was looking at Comixology because I can't be buying comics, Dave. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking at Comixology for my uh, DC fix. Yeah, I, did Comixology, one of them, I think, said, came out saying they were doing that that Marvel type deal. <sighs> yes, uh, Comixology are doing it, but they've, they've got no um, Marvel DC. So they've got things like, uh, oh, you know, okay. like Transformers and things like that. Right, okay. Yeah, if it's not with the Marvel DC, did DC do that? That um, unlimited? I don't, I don't think they do. I don't think they've got much interest in doing it, which is such a shame because I'd be, I'd be on that. Yeah, no, so would I completely. Yeah, I mean, I don't buy stuff digitally. I buy everything in hard copy because I like having the books. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd be very tempted if it was sort of fifteen quid unlimited a week. Um, I mean, a month, I'd be, I'd be yeah. all for that. That'd be good. So yeah, though, that's um, Gotham, which is still running at the moment for a few more episodes. Flash and Arrow both finished this week. Uh, Flash uh, on top form as ever uh, ends ends with basically Flashpoint. Um, oh, good. They, they've it, it it ends with Barry kind of because Barry's father gets killed in that series towards the end of that run, and he basically ends up just going yeah kind of I'm not having this and goes back again <laughs> to save his mum. Um, oh, right, which is so you end up with him in in the uh, in the house um saving his mom and he's already been back once to do that so you end up with the other barry that came back yeah, the last yeah. time and then didn't save his mom kind of hiding behind the door um, <laughs> classic classic so I, I if they keep on using this though you are going to end up in a situation where there's like 16 barrys all in that one yeah. <laughs> Classic Prisoner of Azkaban action there. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's kind of been quite good. They, so they've set everything up for potentially bringing back old characters and people that died and, you know, all sorts of things. So it looks like they're going to start off with Flashpoint next season, which uh, oh, is interesting. Arrow... Uh, C minus must do better. (laughs) See me. (laughs) See me after class. It's fine. Um, 
It's fine. It's just, uh, you know, I, I think the problem is that compared to the other shows, it's it, it uh, isn't. Right, okay. It, it's just not pulling its weight at the moment because yeah, you're because you're seeing it in that ecosystem where they've got these great shows and it's like why, why can't you be better Arrow what happened to you <laughs> yeah. yeah Arrow was brilliant for, for about two seasons and then it started to steadily kind of slip downhill oh, a bit no. and and it, it, it's okay um, it just needs um, I mean I don't mind Ollie and Felicity the sort of Olicity stuff I don't mind that so much it's fine them being together them not being together but it has got very soapy um all uh, right it's a bit too bit too human for you dave a bit, well, yeah. More action. yeah well it's you know it's not really what the the show's called arrow not felicity and, and yeah. it's it, it's starting to a bit turn into the felicity show because she tends to sort of turn up and save the day but i mean apart from the fact that arrow, you're gonna take the mickey out of me for this but arrow basically is trying to be batman <laughs> <laughs> it really is Look at the villains they've had on no, on our own. No, totally. Yeah, they've I mean, had uh, Deathstroke, right? Yeah, they've they've had Deathstroke. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Razal Ghul. Uh, Razal Ghul. That's a Batman villain. Um, Spo- sorry, these are these are all spoilers. Yeah. No. I mean, well, yeah, but I, <laughs> I mean, they, but they've had numerous Batman villains show up. Uh, they even mm. had Anarchy, and Anarchy's a Batman villain. Because I mean, this is you know picking up bigger holes than we can fix, Dave. But maybe DC only have good villains that are Lex Luthor or from Batman. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah. it's not for us to say, Dave. No, it's not for no, us to say. No, at least Flash is generally using his own villains. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Arrow really isn't. Um, and just the whole the whole him becoming. The uh, the the head of uh, you know Razago wanting to, him to be the heir and oh, oh, that's that, poor. <laughs> that whole storyline is a Batman storyline totally. completely. So you know, if you want to make a Batman show, make a Batman show. Don't try yeah, and turn Arrow into Batman. Batman. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, there's there's some more news on on that uh, those shows coming up in a bit. So we'll get on to that. Um, but uh, that those two finished. Um, uh, you know, as I say, okay, not so okay. Um, uh, Agents of Shield also finished this week, um, which had you know that's a perfectly fine watchable. You perfectly know, fine perfectly fine watchable a, a good show um i'm kind of was getting a bit tired of of the uh of hive as as the villain and, mm. and i'm kind of glad he's now gone by the sounds of it um it looks <laughs> like um so that's sort of all finished uh blacklist finished this week as well which had a a shock twist at the end of it um with with somebody returning which if you know the show <laughs> good that was vague enough that's in vague if you enough. know the show you know who that probably is uh somebody showed up at the end uh which who we, we uh thought had gone so that's good uh and i also saw x-men apocalypse as well a few weeks ago um what did you think because you're not you're not a Marvel guy. Are you? No, I mean I I thought it's perfectly fine and serviceable as as an X Men oh, movie. You're about to judge it. The boy is coming. Oh, yeah, no. it's, <laughs> it, it's. I said this before though. It, it's 
the problem with it is the others were analogies for things. You know, there yeah, are analogies yeah, totally. for kind of, you know, civil rights movements or there are analogies for, um, yeah, homosexuality or, yeah, there were things like that in it. And this sure. wasn't, it was just X-Men, you know, beating the crap out of other people. I, it was I, just... I, part of me thinks that's what I like about it. Yeah, maybe. Because I don't know. You've got First Class, which was a really great, um, Magneto Xavier movie. Yeah. And then, um, what was the next one? Days of Future Past? Yeah. Which was a great sort of future X-Men slash Wolverine movie, which is good. But yeah. this was a really, really solid early X-Men movie, like those 90, ah, oh, and at the end with the, with the costumes, oh, that got me going. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was just a really solid this is a team now movie and these are the people in the team. Yeah. Which, I mean, arguably they each could have done with more development, but yes. I think it was good. They took a lot of them and they did it. And I think it was for that part, it was successful. Yeah. And the other thing I saw mentioning X-Men finally was Deadpool. <laughs> ah, finally. <laughs> Which I saw because um, it came up on, um, it, it's, it's available to now, now to buy on um, Sky Movies. Right. So I was like, right, I'm having that. So I watched <laughs> uh, and uh, I had uh, Adam down um, for a few days uh, this weekend who, who occasionally, very, very occasionally does stuff uh, on the podcast. Um, and... Um, he uh, so we he he kind of said oh do you want to watch it because i i sort of watched it on the friday night and then he came down on the saturday and, <laughs> and we watched mm. it again so uh and you absolutely loved it it is brilliant um what a what a film yeah just just st- stunning but i mean ju- it's just the th- the throwaway lines like um, absolutely the thing about you know um a colossus sort of dragging Deadpool off to say we're going to talk to Xavier and he goes which one Stuart or McAvoy yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, a, what an amazing it's just it's a really good movie <laughs> yeah there's just 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 loads of things in that um and uh TJ Miller's great as well the um the sort of comedy sidekick um yeah. I think it's really yeah. good um it's interesting when you look through the cast list for that film very few of them apart from from uh Ryan Reynolds himself and the uh, the the girl that plays um, his girlfriend, um, whose yeah. name is Gotham. Me. Yeah, from from Gotham and Firefly. From but, Gotham, Dave. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> from Firefly. No, no one, no, no one knows what that is, Dave. Come on. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, and you're listening to this show, shame on you. <laughs> it's fine. You know from Gotham. She's the lady. Um. But uh, yeah, you know, apart from those two, a, a lot of them, the the characters or the actors in it aren't particularly well known, or they're you know they've done very few things before. Um, so you know, they obviously didn't spend a huge amount on the casting, which is fine, and it works perfectly well. Shows you don't need to have like massive names attached to these sort of things to yeah, make them definitely. work. You know, and uh, I thought the choosing of if you're going to pick an X Men, um, Colossus was a great one to pick. Colossus is always a good X Men. Um, uh, what's what's the girl's name? She's um, that girl, Nega, t- Negasonic <laughs> Teenage Warhead. Yeah, Negasonic Teenage good, Warhead's just good fantastic. to see someone a bit more on the periphery. Yeah, you know, because like like Colossus is is B list X Men. Yeah, yeah, no, Whereas totally. That, that girl's like Q list. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Yeah, no, completely. If it, if it had been like Wolverine, it would have drawn drawn focus. I think. Yeah, I'm sure I read somewhere that the. Um, 
the clips that they use of the mansion and the jet taking off aren't actually weren't shot for, for Deadpool. They're actually nicked out of early X Men movies. Oh, right, <laughs> they, wow. they, they just reused the clips from it. And, <laughs> and the whole thing about when he turns up at the the doorstep, going, you know, it's strange that there's only the two of you in there. It's like the producers couldn't afford any yeah. more X Men. Yeah, <laughs> just great. I it's just wonderful what wonderful kind of funny r-rated comic book movie just fantastic what's good is you can really feel ryan reynolds in it like you you know that's him yeah (laughs) totally if he never took if he never if he was never ryan reynolds in the movie you'd know yeah yeah no it it is it's just really good um i'm suitably impressed and very much looking forward to another one coming should be really really good so um so yeah um in terms of other films, I think that those are all the ones I've seen recently. So, um, unless you've got anything else you'd like to add, let's let's move on to some news. No, let's do it. So let's kick off the news this week with um, Top Gear. Um, <laughs> to- oh, damn. I saw this on the thing. I'm so glad this is in here. Carry on, girl. I love everything about this. Have you seen Have you seen the new Top Gear first? I've seen... I watched the first one all the way through, and I caught a little bit of the second one yesterday. Uh, they were... Uh, is it a spoiler? It's not a spoiler. They were transporting some uh, large glasses of cocktails yes. in cars and trying to keep them level yes. with a bunch of celebrities. yes. Yes. So, uh, I don't know, were you a fan of the old Top Gear? Um, you know what? I'm not a Cars guy, but no. I, was a fa- I was a fan of the old Top Gear because it was the old Top Gear. Because he wasn't. He was on Dave all the time. You, you yeah. just saw it. Yeah. You just watched it. That was the thing. Yeah. So, like, more cool wise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they're on, you watch it, yeah. I know, I know what you mean. So, yeah, the, the uh, new Top Gear obviously came back last week. We actually now have the consolidated stats for, for that. Um, so it got 4.3 million live and a 22.6% audience share. Uh, that when you consolidate that for like, you know, um, live plus seven days. So that includes all the iPlayer, um, views and people that recorded it and watched it later. It goes up to 6.42 million. Um, and that's a 28.8%, um, consolidated audience share. So, you know, pushing 30% the audience for, for that time Pretty period good. which is is not bad however that was the first episode second episode <laughs> um the the live overnight figures and uh, chris evans has come out on his tri- twitter basically saying live figures are, f- are fairly meaningless and he is right because how much stuff do you actually watch live um <laughs> you know good point uh but the live figures are 2.8 million live, um, which is 1.5 million viewers down on uh, the first episode. Uh, it's 8.3% drop in live audience share. They got 14.3% um, in live audience share. However, they were they were up against Soccer Aid, which is a one-off event. Um, also, it was a glorious sunny day. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was out, actually. I was out that Sunday at 8. Yeah, um, and it was also half term, and you know, for some areas, and you know, so there there were a lot of factors against it. However, it's, it's, so we won't know until the end of the week really how it has genuinely done, because until mm. those consolidated numbers come out, that will make a huge difference. Um, can say that it is nearly double the BBC's average for that time slot, uh, which is one point seven million, a seven point six percent audience share. Um, 
However, Top Gear is an awful lot more expensive to make. <laughs> so, you know... Um, swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. Um, uh, but, you know, if, if it's average for that time shot is 1.7 million, it's getting like 2.8 live... That, that's not bad and and it's a BBC show so it's not like live numbers do actually matter at all mm. really if you're a commercial station they do because of the advertising you've got to sell the yeah yeah on the BBC that really makes it doesn't make any difference so the consolidated numbers are, are kind of more important I think Chris was claiming it was something like 9 million and I'm assuming he's quoting global numbers for that I would guess um, and I don't know sure. how that compares. I know it lost viewers in the US compared to the old Top Gear when it went out on BBC America, um, mm. which doesn't bode well for it either. Uh, <laughs> it was beaten by Soccer Aid and the Antiques Roadshow um, for the second episode. Uh, that that roadshow is getting dark, though, man. <laughs> some, some real real stuff going down on that. Um well, Antiques Roadshow is traditional Sunday watching, as far as I'm Definitely. concerned. Um, so I don't know. Um, it, it's, it, it seems to be... It's difficult to say. At the moment, it's it, seems difficult to, to say. it seems to done okay on the consolidated numbers. Uh, the consolidated numbers for the second episode will be the really interesting one to see, to see where how it's moved from from the first episode how much down it is because it will yeah. be down unquestionably but I, it's how much down it is um do you know for all the for all the the bad um rap that he was getting i think matt leblanc is is the best part of that program no well that's the interesting thing if you actually look a lot of the press reports are saying matt leblanc was okay i um, really liked him I, you know i and i think he he was really good chris evans took the brunt of it chris evans i i uh, there's something about him first of all he looks ancient like he's <laughs> like he's gonna fall to dust at any second and he's only like 40 he's not very old yeah no he isn't <laughs> uh, it's head I mean they must do something to make him look that old anyway um, but I thought Matt LeBlanc was really good I really liked um, watching this week's one um, because it had lots of different celebrities I thought that was quite clever like because we haven't got Clarkson Ham and May so let's let famous people do the celebrity and, yeah. and the you know and I think that's a good that could that could do a lot for the series is having lots of difference because I mean they're the BBC they've got pull you know what I mean yeah, they're not, yeah. not going to struggle yeah so I think if they kept doing that and kept filling it full of interesting people, like C6 Steve, I've never seen C6 Steve on television before. <laughs> but yeah, it's good that, you know, you get celebrities like that and you can appeal to a lot of different audiences. And I think that's, that, that was a really, a real feather in their cap. Yeah, I, I, the, the biggest issue with it for me at the moment is just... Um, the show itself is perfectly well produced it comes together perfectly well it's basically the same as old Top Gear but doesn't have the chemistry of the presenters yeah and, and that's the biggest problem with it yes it's, it's not that it's a badly made show it's not that they're necessarily particularly bad on it I, I've said before I find Chris Evans quite irritating um, but I entirely see why they chose him for it but uh, you know I there's uh, the the kind of jokey little things between him and Matt LeBlanc aren't really working particularly well. They no. that that's a bit of a strain. The it, it looks a bit too manufactured. Uh, you know, um, I I think that's that's where the problem is. Uh, I and I think that will come in time. I just hope that the viewing figures don't completely 
kill it. Drop off. Yeah, they don't totally drop off and don't kill the the show before it has chance to to figure it out. Because remember, the other guys had years to to get that chemistry. So, you know, um, it it could be a bit rocky this first season, but hopefully they'll kind of, you know, get through it and figure out what's right and what's wrong and sort something different out from the next one. But... um, so yeah, that's that's Top Gear. There was a little bit of news that that I just spotted before we came on air, which was um, Superman is going to be showing up in Supergirl next season. Oh, not okay, not just on Instant Messenger, uh, as <laughs> as he has been up until now. Uh, they they announced that. Uh, Along with Do you think the, it'd be like a like a neck down shot? No, <laughs> no, they they are actually casting a Superman for the first two episodes of Supergirl next season. Oh, brilliant! Um, as as part of the move from CW to uh, from CBS to CW, they've said that Superman will appear in the first two episodes. That's kind of interesting on a number of levels because uh, first of all, DC have up until now kept the Trinity, which is Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman whilst the movies are running, have kept them away from the TV. Mm. Uh, They've been very protective of those characters. If you heard uh, the interview that we did with um, Willa that we put out last week from uh, Willa Holland from um, Arrow, you you know, she talks about the fact that they got told that they couldn't use the Suicide Squad on the TV show because the movie was coming out. Right, yeah, yeah. Which we did say at the time seems slightly ridiculous because there's a Flash TV show and they're making a Flash movie. Yeah, definitely. And the TV stuff came first, you know, and in that case the Suicide Squad came first on TV and then they, they made the movie and got told to shut it down. So, I, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that they've let him do this, but then he has got five shows on their network, on, on the network at the moment. Right. Um, so I think it's Greg Belanti's pull that has managed to get them in. But that does make life a bit more interesting for um, Flash and Arrow, and uh, particularly Arrow uh, and Legends of Tomorrow, because it, it potentially means you could put other members of the Bat family, which we'd all kind of written off as as being, being able to go onto those shows because of the films, you know, you could get Nightwing showing up. I I doubt you'd get Batman, but you could get Nightwing showing up. For example, Um, you might get uh, one of the, you know, a Robin showing up or a Tim Drake or something. I'd love love Batgirl to show up. Yeah. Well, Batgirl would be the other obvious one. Yeah been reading her comics she's great she's yeah. just great yes that's uh they're, they're back are they back on barbara gordon at the moment the new 52 yeah, versions yeah, barbara yeah. Gordon. then there's cassandra kane and there's various mm. others uh uh spoiler the girl that played spoiler went on to become batgirl i think for a while as well i think, I think spoiler as in i'm going no, to give no, something massive no, away i'm not ready no, <laughs> <laughs> no uh, the girl the the character spoiler the yes. uh, stephanie <laughs> stephanie brown also played batgirl at one point as well mm. um so yeah that i think is quite interesting the th- the thing is who do you go for to um do, do you go for an unknown or do you do what they've done on various DC shows um, or CW superhero shows and go for somebody that has a relationship with the franchise already and cast Tom Welling, right? Um, who was Clark on Smallville? Yeah, I think that'd be there'd be a continuity there, certainly. Yeah, 
and and I you know it was one of those things that it was it was it was slightly annoying that you never really got to see Tom Welling in the doing full the suit. Supermaning. Do, yeah, doing the actual supermaning because even at the end, did, the most you got to see was him kind of tear his shirt open and the S being on there and a long distance shot, which I think they nicked from somewhere else. So, <laughs> um, I, it would be it would be if he do it. Um, that would be an interesting bit of continuity to shove Tom Welling in there um, to, uh, as as Superman. I'd, I'd be interested to see whether they'd be prepared to do that um, rather than just ca- or whether he'd be prepared to do that rather than just cast a new person. Uh, sure. So, although um, I I always think that new of anyone is 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 can be a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's enough people out there that could do it. Um, it was in, it was interesting in the flash finale um that uh, the guy that plays Barry's dad mm. um turns up the earth 2 version of of that character turns up yeah and spoilers um obviously but <laughs> you should have watched it by now it's been a week <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, turns up as the Earth to uh, Jay Garrick. And he, of course, played Flash in the 19, 1990s um, TV series of The Flash. Oh, right. Okay. So, so again, with the. So it's not so that it's not unfounded that they do this sort of continuity. No. And, and the, uh, Dean Kane, who plays Superman in Lois and Clark, plays Jeremiah Danvers on Supergirl, who is. Um, Kara's uh, foster father. So they, they they quite often they will use um, DC TV shows will put certain people in that they've had relationships with before in other versions mm. of, of either that character or that TV show. And you had, um, uh, I can't remember the, the guy's name, Paul Rubens on, um, uh, even on Gotham, uh, played Penguin's father and played Penguin's father in the um, Batman Returns movie. Yeah, yeah. So you know they, they've had they, they have this habit of of doing that with these. So I think it, it's not out of the realms of possibility that you could see Tom Welling turn up as Superman, um, which would be quite cool. But I you know, don't know. They are casting at the moment, and they say they are that Superman is to be cast on the show so far. So. That will be an interesting one to, to see up. And he's going to be in a couple of episodes. So Interesting stuff. So that's going to be intriguing. Um, won't be Henry Cavill. Won't be Henry Cavill, though, will <laughs> no, it? Let's no, be honest. it really won't be. I mean, they, they have made it very, very clear they're prepared to keep the, the two things... They're going to keep the two things separate. separate. Yeah. But that was the, what we were saying when Willa made that comment um, in the interview last week. Uh, she was sort of saying how they got told to shut down their TV version of Suicide Squad because they were making a movie and like, well, why? Why is that yeah. a problem? They're, they're, it's not like they're the same universe. They're two completely separate universes, as you yeah. just proved by adding Superman into Supergirl. <laughs> you know, yeah. so so why should that be a problem using those characters? So I don't know. There may be some rights reason behind it, of course, but uh, who knows? Uh Anyway, it's all politics, isn't it, Dave? It is. It's all politics. So, uh, just hopping off the uh, the superhero stuff for a second. Um, Russell Tovey, apparently, who uh, you will know from him and her and being human and um, yes. looking, which is on Sky Atlantic over here, HBO show. Uh, Ru- Russell Tovey has been tapped for a role in the second series of Quantico, which is uh, what does it go out on W? I think it airs on over here, um, which was Watch. Uh, he's being cast as a series regular of. A 
a character called Harry Doyle, described as mysterious, seductive, and capable of winning hearts by using charms to his advantage. Ooh. So, um, I, Russell Tovey, as I say, had done a couple of things in the US. He did um, he he did Looking, which is a big HBO show. Uh, it's not the first thing he's done over there. Have you watched any of Quantico? No, I haven't. No, it's it's one worth looking up. It's a good, solid kind of whodunit uh, drama series about a bunch of of graduates doing uh, sort of having graduated Quantico, doing their first kind of major job, um, which is this this conference in uh, New York when New York Central Station gets blown up in the sort of worst terrorist attack since 9-11 uh, one of the graduates from Quantico is blamed for it and they think she's the bomber so she's trying to clear her name but as part of the story you end up with flashbacks into their time at Quantico as well so you start to see sort of similarities about with things that are going on you know went on then a sort of threading into things that are happening in the quote, right. present day so um it's really really well put together it's lovely kind of twisty turny plot you know so it's a great show it's worth looking up if you, if it's on uh, one of the netflix or the the amazon or you know one of those sort of places so yeah that's one worth looking out for and russell toby's a great actor so uh that should be quite good and jumping back onto superheroes the flash movie has got itself a director good i like the kid i like the kid who's the flash um ezra miller yeah sure in the you mean the the flash in in the the movie flash you mean yeah the movie yeah. flash yeah um i i mean like the kid that's the tv, that's the TV flash as well i think um, grand gustin's fantastic but neither of them are blonde what is it i mean <laughs> Yeah, he's, but, he's, he's literally in comics how can they not just go yeah. look at that let's yeah. look at that and find this here here's some hair bleach go and sort it out yeah all that yeah all that um yeah no I mean Ezra Miller's kind of proper dark hair at least at least sort of Grant Gustin's slightly mousy uh, you know? yeah sure sure yeah so uh, yeah the movie's now got a director it's a guy called Rick Famura- Famuwaji I think his name is yeah. I, I had to look him up on IMDb he's got um, he's got a movie recently or his most recent movie was a project called Dope um, which I think is actually on uh, Sky Movies you can actually go and watch it Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It, which was a, a comedy um, about a, a uh, some kids, I think, that get mixed up in in a sort of drugs ring. It it was went down very well, had very favourable reviews. DC apparently picked him because he he had a vision for the film which would resonate with young viewers. Um, I, I don't entirely know what they mean by that. And, <laughs> and the, the 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 problem it's slightly difficult because. I, I'm nervous about this Flash movie because one, you know, you're aiming it at the same people that 
are already watching the Flash TV show and know Grant sure. Gustin as the Flash, so you've got that as the problem. Uh, the current version of the script has been written by uh, Seth Graham Smith, who's the guy that wrote Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Um, a, a classic. Uh, yeah. Uh, but he he was also supposed to direct, but left over creative differences, apparently. Um, that version of the script was race, based on one written by Philip Lord and Christopher Miller, who were the guys behind the Lego movie, and the upcoming Lego Batman movie. Um, they were also in line to direct the picture, but dropped out. So he's like the third person to kind of go right. on it. And it just, there seems to be things going on behind the scenes that just make me a bit nervous about it. And, and as you say, you've got this weird thing where you've got this major kind of character that's already exists in the TV world and he's very popular. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Ezra Miller's great and he'll do a wonderful job, but it just seems weird to me uh, and jumping over the fence to Marvel uh, they announced that Brie Larson could be playing Captain Marvel I think this is a good show yeah I like Captain Marvel she seems good yeah it looks looks good to me I, I think genuinely she she seems to have been sort of taken fairly favourably Brie Larson probably most recently best known for Room which is supposed to be an absolutely fantastic film and I've just not got around to seeing it yet hmm. um, she is apparently in early talks about the role of uh, Carol Danvers the uh, Air Force pilot who gained superpowers after standing rather too close to an explosive Cree device she got strength endurance flight resistance to toxins and a sixth sense a bit like Spider-Man's Spidey sense apparently sure and she's got hand lasers right hand lasers I, I don't know she may very I well think, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure she's got hand lasers <laughs> you know you know Marvel better than I do <laughs> do, do you know it, this is this is very interesting Dave. in fact this ties back to Comic Con um, my girlfriend is going as Kamala Khan who is the next Miss Marvel Oh. And uh, she is a Muslim. Yes. And that's in- that's interesting. Yes. And she's like, I think she's stretchy like uh, like Mr. Fantastic. Okay. And Mr. Fantastic is one of my favourite heroes who you never see. Yeah, well, that's because the rights are all tied up in Fox. Exactly, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But also, like in comics, he's always with the Fantastic Four, being dragged down by the Fantastic Four. <laughs> but no, I love, because because this is another thing but Fantastic Four comics are always really about how he can't really because he's really clever so he can't really cope with his emotional state and right. he juggle like a bit like Flubber I suppose you know the thing <laughs> of Flubber how it's like he's really smart so he's focused but he's forgetful and he, you know he, he tends to sacrifice his family sometimes and it's really, it's really good yes read some Fantastic Four they're really good I'll have to go and dig some Fantastic Four out I've not really read Fantastic Four Jonathan Hickman okay is your guy I, I shall go and have a look. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Miss Marvel, good. Um, Captain Marvel. Yes, so uh, Brie Larson could be playing Captain Marvel, but that's not confirmed. A film's not due out until 2018. Currently has no director attached. Uh, so I believe they're looking for a female director for it. Uh, Angelina Jolie's one name that's cropped up a numerous number of times. <laughs> that's as a, a, it's a bit weird, isn't it? As a possible director. Well, she's done directing before, I think. So, you know... Uh, um, as as a as somebody who looking to make a name for herself as a director, uh, you know they can probably get it cheaper than you would do if she was starring in it. If you see what I mean. Mm. So you know maybe maybe possible. I don't know. Script has been written by Inside Out and Guardians of the Galaxy co-writers Meg Lafleur and Nicole Perlman apparently mm. uh, and it's thought that captain marvel will likely appear before her solo movie 
in something else like they did with right, Black Panther right. and Civil War. So, um, but don't know when. My guess it will be at some point in the... Um, Phase 27. <laughs> the upcoming Avengers movies, I would have thought, yeah. this would be the obvious place to put her. And one final piece of news on uh, Marvel again. US Channel FX has picked up the X-Men TV show Legion, apparently. Heard about this. Yeah, heard about this. Stars Dan Stevens from Downton Abbey as David Haler, who is a man struggling with mental illness since his teens. He's diagnosed with as a schizophrenic and spent most of his life in and out of hospital and psychiatric <laughs> facilities. But a strange encounter with a fellow patient leaves him to believe that the voice in his head and the visions that he sees might not be as imaginary has been he's been made to believe in the books david heller aka legion is the son of charles xavier and gabriel heller indeed uh, so yeah he's he has a connection there so it's unlikely that you will see either patrick stewart or james mcavoy turn up in this <laughs> because it's set apparently in a parallel universe to the x-men movies so we can we can dream dave <laughs> so um so yes they, they've decided to split this show off it's going to be kind of gotham to 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 right uh, sure sure you yeah. know it, it's it's not going to exist in either the other tv universes or the cinematic universe because i think it's a co-production between fox and marvel and uh, because the only way they could they were allowed to do an x-men tv show was with marvel's approval so it had to be a co-production between fox and marvel and i suspect part of that deal was right it's it's set not in neither universe Mm. Um, but that's i mean in many ways that's good because it sets a precedent for other projects that they might be open to working together on maybe yes yeah it does said fantastic four possibly <laughs> yeah oh that would be whew. that's the dream Dave <laughs> yeah you see you can make that fantastic but they failed to do it in a movie mm. maybe you could make it into a TV show yeah I read that I read that Sony have got no plans to drop it like they're, they're happy to carry on with another one yes which seem, seems naive <laughs> it's not Sony it's Fox it's Fox oh Fox it. of yeah. course Fox yes but uh, yeah no it does seem very naive because they're, they're determined to, to try and get it right but uh, I'm not convinced <laughs> um other casting for that show includes Fargo's Rachel Keller and Jean Smart Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Recreation um oh, Katie, she's great Katie Alston from Togetherness and the League Hamish Linklater from the Newsroom um a number of other people as well the show's been created by Noah Hawley who's the creator of Fargo which is why you've got a couple of Fargo people in there uh it's backed by Brian Singer Simon Kinsberg and Lauren Schiller Donna um and Jeff Loeb from uh, Marvel TV oh. and Fox. So it's got like both Fox and Marvel people behind it. So, um, you know, it could, either be, it could either be best of both worlds or, or the worst horrible. of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> or this horrible tug of war between people. So that's all the news for this week. Next up, we have the interview. <laughs> The interview this week is with uh, Peter Schlosser, who is a award-winning television, film, and games composer, but probably best known most recently for writing the music for Sky One show uh, You, Me, and the Apocalypse. He's also worked on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and in gaming, he worked on The Sims and Gears of War. He's currently writing music for a large format movie called Saturn Rings, as well as the major motion picture What About Love, starring Sharon Stone and Andy Garcia. 
which is set to release next year. Uh, so he was really interesting to talk to. He talks a lot about uh, sort of slotting into things like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which obviously has Bear McCready doing a lot of the main music and writing additional music for that, uh, how he came up with stuff for You, Me, and the Apocalypse, and what he thought about it getting cancelled, and differences between the US and the UK versions, because apparently the version that went out on NBC was different to the version that we saw on Sky One. And oh, also... Wow writing music for the sims and gears of war so i mean the, Sim, the sims had an amazing everyone remembers that that plinky plonky soundtrack <laughs> yeah, from the sims. yeah so he he wrote a number of bits for the sims so here's the interview with peter we'll uh, talk to you afterwards with some air dates hi peter how are you i'm all right how are you uh, i'm doing well it's uh, actually a little bit uh, chilly in la today which is uh, <laughs> sort of unusual <laughs> you're on to talk about your your career basically and and a uh, bit about uh you mean the apocalypse and and yes. uh, a few other things so do you want to start off by giving me a bit of your your background where you're from how you got started so um, I was born in uh, Guatemala, actually, to a Dutch mother and a half German, half Guatemalan father. Okay. And I lived there until I was eight years old. I moved to Austria right after that. Then I was uh, there for a couple of years. I went to Panama after that and then Costa Rica. And then I went to Boston for school and then L.A. Wow. Well traveled. Yes. 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 <laughs> Do you think moving around that much to different places has affected your musical background i think so and all, all in in you know in really terrific ways and, and you know I, I i learned and i speak all the languages of the places where i lived and and uh and i don't know how you know what the effect is it you know whether it's a chicken or egg thing whether it is that i have a musical ear or that my musical ear evolved and became better because of the languages but um when i was in austria i had a tutor for german right and my 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 accent was was good enough where for a long time she thought i was austrian and just <laughs> not very capable in, in in you know in in the language until I said, no, lady, I'm actually foreign. And it all kind of fell into place. And she went, oh, I see why you have a tutor now. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's yes. uh, the, the the big show that you've you've been doing recently was You, Me and the Apocalypse. Um, yes. How did that come about? Uh, well, I, I worked uh, with Steve Jablonski for, for many years. Um, I started out as, as his assistant and then I, I uh, started eventually writing on his projects. I went on my own and then several years later, uh, about seven years after I left him, almost, he sent me an email and said, hey, I have this TV show. Do you want to do it with me? And I said, absolutely. So that's how I, I came on it. Cool. And uh, it ran for one season. Unfortunately, it didn't get picked up again. I think it, it went down better over here, possibly, than it did at NBC, uh, over on NBC. Um, I think you're right. Yes. And, and that's really, really unfortunate. I, 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 you know, I think the UK version was uh, was was funnier. They had, you know, the American version, they, they reshot certain things with like, cussing and they had to blur out certain body parts which was oh, no. unfortunate yes yes so you know we we got to score the 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 uk version so that was that was a lot of fun oh that's good i didn't realize they they redid it for the u.s audience that's uh that's that's a bit of a shame really because it, it was yeah there was there were certain just certain spots that they had to do and you know of course uh the uk's uh a lot more uh, uh, permissive with, you know, with certain language on television, which is not the case here. Which so they had to reshoot just you know certain bits and remove and you know d use different wording and oh uh, yeah. yeah yeah 
No, that's that's a, a great shame. Um, it was a fantastic show, and the the soundtrack was uh, was great as well. We were, I was just um, listening to some of it earlier. It's um, it's qu- quite orchestral. Was that done with a with a live orchestra, or was we using samples and things for it? It was. We recorded uh, an orchestra in in Nashville, so it was. Oh, wow. uh, it, it was interesting to have. You know, it was really a, a very international show. You know, it, it it was shot in many different places, as you know. Yeah. Producer producers were in the UK. Um, orchestra in Nashville, and then you know, writing and mixing here in Los Angeles. Nashville's not exactly the first place in th- that comes to mind when you think of orchestrating things. No, not at all. It's actually uh, it's 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 been sort of in the last several years that it, that it's uh, that it's become sort of a, a, a place to go, and it's it's sort of an odd odd thing. But but there's more and more video games and TV shows and films that 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 are being scored in in Nashville. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. I I would never have have thought of kind of the the more classical side of things going going there but um because you you think of nashville as a particular sound so you know that is true yes yeah, the nashville sound i think that's sort of evolved and you know they have you know a great studio and then they have really yeah. good players and because there's been you know less happening in la for smaller things uh, places like nashville are becoming really good because they're doing it more and more yeah yeah I mean, it, it sort of makes sense, really, I guess, because there's a lot of talented musicians around there. So, yes, uh, yes. How did you get into composing in the first place? Well, I, I was always uh, surrounded by music when I when when I was a, a child. My my parents always had music playing. Um, you know, my my I, I always like to tell the story whether it's true or not. I, I'm going to say yes because my mother would tell me. You know, <laughs> so I, I would grab her, you know, whatever Mozart or Beethoven she might be listening to, take it to my room, and then you know, a couple of minutes later, I would switch on the radio and put on some salsa or you know, some <laughs> Latin music. So it was always very, uh, you know, very varied um, and wide tasting music. And when I when I moved to Austria, I started playing the piano and singing in choirs. And of course, Austria being the mecca of music as as it is, yeah, um, you know, and music being very much a, a, a part of the culture. Um, I was I was always always around it in in one way or another. When I moved to Panama, uh, to Panama, I started uh, playing the saxophone. And then eventually in Costa Rica, I started uh, getting really interested in, in, in thinking, okay, how, how, do, how can I write some of this stuff? And <laughs> my brother was a big fan of Pat Metheny and, you know, I always listened to that. And so, so there was, at, at some point I asked my father to get me some, uh, a music, uh, uh, software and he got me Cakewalk Pro Audio, whatever version was available <laughs> at the time. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's what I first started using to write. And one of the first pieces that I, that I wrote was actually recorded by a, uh, a group in Costa Rica who won a Latin, uh, Grammy the, the year following. Oh, wow. The, yeah. The piece that they recorded for me. So that was, that was a cool intro into, into first, uh, writing some music. Yeah. That's, that's a nice place to start. Yes. Um, do you have a go-to instrument when you start recording is this do you do you like go for the piano first or is it just it depends what the track is uh, it depends what it is it usually because i sit down in front of, of my computer i, I have a, a keyboard that is built right in so the piano seems to be the the, the most natural thing to to write with I, I am not a piano player um you know if, if you said here can you perform on a piano i'd say no give me a saxophone 
Um, <laughs> so I, I use the piano for as a tool, and then I have a wind controller that I use for playing in certain things, you know, woodwinds and brass, which yeah. make it a lot more natural. Yeah. Your markdown on your INDB page, there's quite a lot of it is additional music credits. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that tend to work? Are you are you fitting in, because if you're coming into an established show, are you fitting into somebody else's style or are they coming to you for a specific sound? Uh, most of the time it is you fitting into somebody else's style. Right. Um, it's, it's, you know, getting a, getting a good support team that, that will help you sound sound like you um yeah so so you have to which is interesting you know when you when you started as a, as a composer a lot of times that's that's the job is being able to to sound like someone else as, <laughs> as you're as you're working in you know in the real world yeah because you you did a couple of episodes of agents of shield i noticed um yes. which is is bear mccready who does like every large grossing tv show yes, yes. on the planet at the moment yeah um so are you working directly with with them or are, are you sort of looking at, at their their work and and then kind of figuring out what you need to do from that uh yes yeah, so i work directly with them and you know there's a certain palette that 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 they're they'll be using, you know, with their certain sounds that they say, okay, here, here's, here's a palette of sounds that we use particularly, particularly on this show. Then there's the, you know, the standard orchestral instrumentation, but then it's adapting their right of their style of writing into, into whatever cues I'm, I'm writing for somebody. Right. Okay. Yeah. You also work on some films and, uh, video games as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Sort of two opposite ends of the spectrum, Gears of War and The Sims. <laughs> right. <laughs> really couldn't get much further apart when it comes to gaming. What what sort of stuff are you doing for, for the for the Sims or were you doing for the Sims? Well the Sims um is is you know is a is a much, much smaller, much more reduced uh, orchestra. It's a lot more uh, you know, it's very quirky. It's you know that there are there aren't any monsters jumping out at you trying to kill you. You're yeah. basically just trying to you know live this simulated life and trying to I guess reproduce and and have virtual relationships with people. <laughs> so um, and it, it all has to do with with whatever theme of whatever expansion they they're they're creating. Ah, okay. um, so it's you know uh, you know we'll, we'll have to but I I'd be asked to write you know two minutes of something that sounds like this or okay you know we're gonna go shopping now so we have to create a shopping track or right so it's a very non-linear and it's very uh, you know you're we're not writing to picture it's it's can you write we need you know this amount of music within this kind of a style yeah. Um, and, and that's sort of what you deliver. Yeah. So what about something like Gears of War, which has got more kind of cinematic feel to it, I guess? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, the, the, the cut scenes which happen in between levels when you've reached a certain milestone, those are scored like like you would, you know, a film or, or a TV show. Yeah. Um, but anything else uh, besides that is it's very nonlinear. And, you know, you will be asked to create, you know, say, you know, four minutes of of action, but but it has to be written in such a way that you can deliver different tracks that are triggered as you are moving through the game, depending on what it is that you're doing and what happens during the game. So if, if you're walking through, you know, an abandoned warehouse, uh, there might be a tension, some tension layer, but there's not much going on. And then a monster comes out of you. And then in, in the same track, it, it's not like a new track starts. It's the same track that is now triggering 
different elements, you know, percussion and brass and to make it a lot more exciting. So you're sort of quote unquote live scoring, depending on what you do in the, in the game. Yeah. I, I always find that that must be, um, hellishly complicated to sort of figure out when you're, you're having to, to kind of layer things in, in that sort of way for gaming. It is. I think it's more complicated for the for the the game developer to figure out how to trigger those those tracks. Um, so so it is in a compositional uh, sense complicated to figure out how how to keep things interesting for four minutes where it's you know action throughout the entire thing. But it's more the game the developer's job to figure out how, how to and, and you know consoles have evolved quite a bit in the last couple of years where you are able to trigger certain tracks rather than okay here's a music track and that's it. That must be. Uh, do you do you have a preference for working on TV or film or games or is it just nice to have a mix of everything? It's always good to have a mix, but I, I like TV a lot, um, right. and I think TV is has as you know is evolving and changing. It's it's a bit different and. In the UK, for example, because you don't have commercial breaks during a TV show, um, it is different here in in the US because you have commercial breaks, so you have to work, to, you know, within these six acts broken up by by commercials. Although that's changed with you know Amazon and Netflix and and whatever, where there aren't you know it's it's fifty minutes of continuous TV episodes. Yeah. So yeah, so I I do like that that aspect of it. I think TV is in a really great space right now where there is really great content being created and it's very of uh, you know very high production value all i would say sort of in, in thanks to Netflix putting in this great risk in in creating in or recreating rather i guess house of cards and putting a bunch of money into it yeah 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 um yeah i mean there's there's so much decent tv out there right now it's um really they're they're doing a stunning job and i think places like netflix are are, and hbo and those sort of things do do amazing jobs at just you know creating these incredible bits of content that you wouldn't normally get on net on on normal network tv you know right and it's, it's nice also to to you know as as we as binge watching has become the norm when they release something, it's okay, here's 10 episodes, here you go. So that's also kind of nice. And as far as the, the composition goes, you are able to work, you know, maybe 10 episodes uh, continuously rather than, okay, we're going to do four episodes and maybe if the ratings are okay, they will pick us up for the next, <laughs> you know, six episodes or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should say, actually, we, we, do, have, um, we do have our breaks and shows over here. But the only thing is they we tend to have less of them, so they're spaced differently, which oh, <laughs> which which means that we you get these odd kind of fade to black, yeah, you know, when when you can tell when the ad break was supposed to be. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, so um BBC obviously doesn't, but but a lot of the other yeah, you know, all the other channels do. But right. uh, but yeah, we get you get kind of weird odd spacing, which so you know, like you say, you're writing these pieces that are kind of little, you know, fifteen minute things that come to a crescendo before what where you expect an ad break right. and and for us it's quite often it's not there and they've moved the ad break like oh. five minutes forward <laughs> five minutes kind of after that point so right. it right. the splits are different it's very oh, strange <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah no it, it is it's uh it's it makes watching tv over here can be a bit odd sometimes um mm-hmm. one thing i noticed on your uh on your show wheel on your site is you've got a piece of music um inspired by ready player one 
Was yes. was that done for anything specific, or was that literally you like the book and you that piece of music came to mind? Uh, it was it was a bit of both. Uh, you know, so I, so I read the book. You know, I read it in about a day and a half. It's yeah. a terrific book. I'm incredibly excited that the film is coming in 2017. Yes. yes. Um, so I, I work with a sample developer um, in San Francisco called Eight Dio. So all the, all the music uh, nerds will will know about it. So they <laughs> they make virtual instruments, and I've worked with them for several years now. And they will ask me to do uh, demos on whatever new instrument um, is coming out. So this this was a demo that I wrote uh, for an electric cello that they released. Oh wow! Okay. And so I decided to get inspired by the book, and you know, it happened all at the same time where I had just finished the book, and they called me and said, "Hey, can you do a demo for us?" And and I did. And then uh, you know, I was writing the demo, and there came a point where I, it needed something else, and I started humming the melody. <laughs> and so I went, you know, I, I went out of my studio, and I saw my daughter on the couch. I said, "Hey, do you want to sing?" She's nine years old, and she's taking voice lessons. And yeah. I said, "Hey." Do you want to do you want to sing for me? And she goes, uh, no, not not really. She got a little bit shy. So I said, well, if you change your mind, let me know. So I came back into the studio. She comes into the studio, opens the door, closes the door, puts on the headphones, and says, "Okay, let's do this." <laughs> <laughs> so the voice you hear, the ahs, uh, you know, towards the middle of the piece, that is my daughter singing. Oh wow! Okay, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a great piece of music. It's I really uh, really rather liked it, and and I can. Uh, I'm I'm also a huge fan of the book, um, so I, that that's why it kind of triggered something with me. And um, okay. I noticed, um, I think John Williams is down as doing the the music for the for the film, but you never know. Maybe you can edge your way in there somehow. That that would be that would be nice. I don't know. I think he know he knows what he's doing. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be a bit difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a particular genre of music you listen to yourself? Um, are you kind of do you listen to pop, classical, any any particular bands or composers? You know, I, I try to listen to uh, as much as I can. Uh, you know, when I am driving or when, you know, when I go out to walk the dog, I, I try to listen to, to, I try to not listen to scores. Um, yeah. I do try to listen to, you know, what the top 10 or top 20 is on the radio. Um, okay. I, you know, I listen to whatever Justin Bieber is out or whatever the new thing is that's out and, you know, for, for better or worse. And, and, you know, to, to listen to the production because so much of, of writing film music is basically you have to produce it like you're doing a record. Yeah. So that's what I'm, I'm trying to take out of that. Um, and, you know, I, I, I will listen to the, the, the latest band that I've been listening to a lot is, is a band called Great Good Fine Okay from, <laughs> from New Jersey. Uh, it's sort of an electropop thing that's sort of in right now and it's really really well done it's really great so those are the that, that's the, that's the band that i've been listening to lately a lot what a great name for a band that is a good, good name yes <laughs> oh cool i'll go and look those up on spotify um sure. so um what would you say is the best piece of advice somebody's given you um, I my good friend AJ, uh, he is married to, to a writer, a t television writer, and we become very good friends with him. And his, his advice is when any, whenever you're doing anything is to fail faster. <laughs> and I think that is, that is so such as it's really great advice. It's so deep and whatever it is that you're doing, you know, don't, don't think about it too much. Just try and do it. And if it doesn't work, that'll get you to whatever the next thing is. So, so by failing faster, you figure out what it is that you are not supposed to be doing or what doesn't work to get you to the place that does. I love that. That's great. 
That's a great piece of advice. I really like that. So uh, what are you doing next? I am working on a documentary called In Saturn's Rings, which is uh, it's going to be an IMAX uh, documentary, oh, all cool. with, with real pictures and photographs of satellites of the Cassini uh, uh, satellite of... Uh, the universe of our solar system of uh, and specifically of of Saturn. So that's that's um, in, in in the works right now. And there's a film uh, coming out next year in February called What About Love with Sharon Stone and Andy Garcia. Oh wow, cool! And I'm also working a little bit with the Planetary Society, doing a thing for for them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Keeping busy. <laughs> yes, try, trying to. <laughs> Uh, I've got one last question that that uh, we ask everybody because obviously we cover a lot of TV. Um, what are your favorite TV shows at the moment? What are you watching? Uh, you know, I I've recently become a member of the of the Television Academy, and uh, I, I've actually submitted the score for You, Me, and the Apocalypse for for an Emmy consideration. You know, it's a long shot, but you got to take those shots. And yeah. so I've been I've been getting tons and tons of screeners for a bunch of television shows. Oh wow, cool. So I have a, a bunch of things lined up. Uh, one of the things that's in my list is Better Call Saul. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> show. Yeah, that's yes. a really good show. And of course, you know, every every week my wife and I sit down to watch uh, Game of Thrones. So those are the, the two things right now that we are <laughs> putting our energy into. Do you manage to turn your brain off um, in, in terms of your composer brain? Does Do you manage to switch that off when you're watching things? Not always. And I, I think when when... It does happen that, that it's turned off. I think the composer has done a really good job. So it, it can happen two things. Two things can happen when, you know, I, I will listen to something and pay attention and go, wow, that's really good. Or I don't notice it and therefore it was really good. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I that, I completely get that. Yeah. Is there a show out there at the moment that you'd like to get hold of and, uh, and write for? I, you know, no, no offense to whoever's scoring it at the moment, but huh, um, there is, well, there's, I think there's a, a new show called uh, Red Planet. I think it, it's Red Planet, Green Planet, uh, Blue Planet. It's based on a series of books and it's in development right now. And it's going to be on, on Spike, I think. And it's about Mars. So I would love to get on that show. Ah, yes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to go and look that one up. I don't know that one, but that sounds interesting. Excellent. All right. Well, um, I shall let you get back to your day. Thank you for coming on and uh, and talking to me. It's been uh, nice to uh, to get in, in touch and uh, come back on next time you've got something that uh, that you're releasing or. Yes, I, I would love to. And, and thanks for your time and thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, have a good day. Cheers. Thanks you too. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye. That was the interview with Peter. Hopefully you enjoyed that. We'll now give you some air dates. Not that many renewals or cancellations. Of course not. Everything's finished. Because everything has ended and and they seem to have cancelled everything they're, they're going to cancel this season. <laughs> uh, there were a couple of renewals came through. Outlander has been renewed for two more seasons, which is that um, Scottish-based time travel drama thing that runs on uh, uh, where, where she, she goes from the world war ii and falls in love with the highlander um 
Of course. <laughs> As you do. And We've all been there. Yeah, I know. You're always following up with Highlanders, I know you. <laughs> so, uh, Outlander's been renewed for two more seasons. Transparent has been renewed for a fourth season as well. That's So, th- those are both uh, Amazon Prime shares over here. Mm. There's not really been any major changes in terms of when things are airing. So, uh, really, just next week on TV, things to watch out for. Unreal, which is a comedy about behind the scenes going on an American dating show. Uh, that's come back for a second season. You can actually get it as of right now from Amazon Prime Video. It was airing on Lifetime, I think, in the UK, and they uh, snatched it up recently. And they're going to be, they've got the whole of season one on there, and they're going to be running season two weekly from now on. It'll air, it'll go out on, on Tuesdays. So there's that. Agatha Raisin Walkers of Denby season one comes out on Sky One and Well tonight. That's at 9 p.m. Stars Ashley Jensen as PR guru turned amateur sleuth Agatha Raisin as the bright and witty murder mystery returns from the MC Beaton best-selling whodunit novels. Tomorrow night... 8th of June at 10pm Vampire Diaries finally returns for its second half of season 7 having waited for some ungodly known reason um, ITV2 held on to it for months and months and months that is finally coming back Wayward Pines season 2 that starts on Fox on the 8th of June at 9pm as well this season uh, it's a changing lead I can't remember who's taken over um, Jason Patrick I think this time around but yeah there's there's a new new lead in that. Mock the week comes back on the 9th of June. That from, Mock the week is that still going? Yes, it is. Season Man, 15, season fifteen. That is. So I used to watch. Used to watch that when I was a kid. <laughs> yes, well, it is fifteen seasons. So you will. Yeah, wow. Well. Two when that started. <laughs> what? Actually, yeah, f- fifteen seasons, fifteen years. I was six. <laughs> I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was that young. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, you probably. Maybe, maybe it is that old who yes. knows yeah well maybe they do two seasons a year so oh maybe that probably, would make me feel better <laughs> yeah, I think I think they do two seasons a year so that's probably why but yes that's that's back on uh, June the 9th at 9 or 10pm I'm not sure we've not got a time on that uh, Chicago Fire which I know a lot of people have been asking about season 4 of that comes to Sky Living on the 9th of June at 9pm that's about the Firefighters and Magic of Engine uh, 51 I believe that clashes with one of the other Chicago's, which is so they, they uh, which is on one of the other channels. It's on Five USA, and they've right. decided to schedule them like exactly the same time on the same night. Okay, I've I no idea why and why <laughs> one of them couldn't move by an hour. I it's ridiculous, but that's what they've done. And finally, that's, sure. that's rock and roll. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and finally, America's Got Talent season eleven comes to True TV this season on the fourteenth of June at. 8pm that jumps around the networks but True TV have picked it up for this season so that's back and that's everything for this week slow week yeah there's there's not not I mean you know there's there's news around but in terms of actual changes and air dates and stuff there's not an awful lot going on right now yes they've they've all gone on summer holidays good time (laughs) to start good time to start more more video games more watching films more more video games catch up on those Netflix series you've you've been uh, neglecting 
and uh, and all that good stuff. So, read a book. Read a book, you people. <laughs> no, watch more TV. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want to get in touch throughout the week, you can come to geektown.co.uk and get all the latest air date info. If you want to get in touch or send us your questions or comments, you can email podcast at geektown.co.uk or leave a message on the website post. You can find us on Twitter at Geektown, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown, or on Instagram at Geektown UK. That's everything. We shall see you next week. Bye bye. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 